Let's just say the worst thing happens. You have a terrible cold call and a prospect calls your boss, says this is the worst salesperson I've ever heard. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. Successful selling is all about utilizing the right steps. And what I find is that a lot of training is for either beginners or for super advanced people. But what about those people that are in the middle, that are looking to improve upon what they're doing, but ultimately haven't necessarily hit the level of truly top performing, of absolutely crushing it. And so that may be the definition that you look at when you compare yourself to other people, or just in terms of where you feel like you are in your sales journey. Do you feel like you've hit that level of, you know what, I'm absolutely crushing it and there's really not that much more room or do I feel like I could be doing some other things to be more successful with my selling? So I'm going to show you seven keys to successful selling for intermediate salespeople. Check it out. Number one, don't wing it. This is so big, right? So many salespeople are truly just winging the sales process. I see it all day long. They're walking into a prospect's office and they're just kind of going by feel or they're on the phone or they're leaving a voicemail and they're just winging it. They're, they're feeling like it's part of their creative process, but in reality, it's just kind of making it up as they go along. The key to being successful in sales is to identify what is going to be your sales approach, script out that process, or at least really strongly outline exactly what that process looks like, and then follow it every single time. Because when we wing it, we don't know what we're doing right or wrong. As opposed to when you follow a process, now when you're repeating it every single time, you're like, oh, you know what, when I asked the budget that way, it didn't go as well. But when I asked it this way, it went a lot better. And so by having this process that's really following every single time, you can really compare apples to apples. And if you are winging it, chances are you are in that intermediate level and you're going to struggle to get to that top level until you really have a solid sales process that's based on results, it's based on the data, and it's based on what's working in today's marketplace. Number two, make tons of mistakes. You know, I've been talking about this a lot lately, but I can't say it enough because I find that so many salespeople are just terrified of screwing up a sale or are terrified of messing up a cold call. And the reality is, is that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Let's just say the worst thing happens. You have a terrible cold call and a prospect calls your boss, says this is the worst salesperson I've ever heard. Your boss is like, oh my God, I'm gonna fire this person. You get fired. You then go out and you get a new sales job. That's what happens. That's like the worst thing that could ever happen and I've never heard of something like that actually happening, right? But if you think about it, they can't shoot you, they can't attack you, they can't hurt you. There's nothing that they can do. and there's nothing that they want to do. So when you make mistakes, who cares? Be willing to make those mistakes, be reckless. And what you see is that with top performers, they are making a lot more mistakes because they don't care. You know what, if they make mistakes, no big deal. 
It doesn't matter. And they don't live in fear of making that next mistake. So make more mistakes. Number three, remember they can't hurt you. I've already referenced this because it's so passionate to my core of my sales methodology. But when they, when they can't hurt you, there is literally nothing that can happen when things go wrong. They can't hurt you. I mean, we act in sales like we're at war. We're really not. There's nothing that can happen to you when things go wrong. The worst that could happen is that you mess up an opportunity to the point where, you know what, you have to get a new job. But that's so unlikely. If you've got a good boss who understands that things go wrong, it doesn't matter. They can't hurt you. Be willing to make mistakes. Be willing to try new things. Be willing to push outside of the standard because most salespeople behave the same way as everyone else because they're afraid of making mistakes. They're afraid that the prospect is going to somehow get angry or they're going to somehow get attacked by the prospect. It just doesn't happen. I hear this all the time when I'm in the middle of trainings with salespeople and we're doing role plays and they're like, oh, well, what happens when the prospect immediately tells you that they don't have a budget and that they're never telling you if they have a budget? And I'm like, when's the last time a prospect said, I'm never telling you my budget? It might happen one in 10 or one in 20 times that a prospect says something that aggressively. But the reality is, is that they don't have this animosity towards us. So be willing to push outside and recognize they can't hurt you. Number four, your comfort zone is your enemy. Again, you can see a theme here that I keep building off of. Most intermediate salespeople are intermediates, not because of necessarily a skills gap, although that might be a component, but it's also because they haven't pushed outside of their comfort zone to go after higher level prospects, to try asking that question that makes them a little bit uncomfortable. And so because they're stuck in this little comfort zone, this narrow little comfort zone, they never really get to that level of true top performer. And so recognize that your comfort zone, although it feels good and cozy and warm inside of it, is actually your enemy. It's actually what's keeping you at that level of intermediate. So be willing to stretch outside of that comfort zone to do more. A great example is how high are you calling up the food chain, right? Are you calling low level prospects or are you calling people at the very top of the organization? Top performers are calling high intermediates beginners call really low be willing to get up there stretch that comfort zone see yourself as the CEO of your own sales business even if you're not an entrepreneur think like an entrepreneur stretch that comfort zone do more be willing to take risks it doesn't matter remember they can't hurt you number five activity is all that matters at the end of the day what you do is all that really matters. It's like Albert Einstein once famously said, nothing happens until something moves. Sales activity is the making things move in sales. So activity is really all that matters in sales. Activity can be defined by the number of calls you make or the number of emails that you send or the number of meetings that you're conducting. Activity is really all that ultimately matters at the end of the day. Of course, what you're saying in those meetings or what you're saying on those calls, I mean, of course it matters. 
But the thing that you can control most easily is the amount of activity that you're doing and not getting bogged down in those non-sales related tasks. We all are constantly at battle with non-sales related tasks, things that kind of pull us away. Someone says, hey, can I borrow you for a minute to help with this training initiative? Or, hey, uh, you know, can you do this for me? I just, I need a quick favor. And it's like, Am I getting paid to do that? Am I getting paid commission to do that? No, so don't do it. Focus on activity. Hold yourself accountable to making those calls, to setting those meetings, to conducting those meetings, to knocking on those doors, to sending those emails, to asking for those referrals. Only the things that truly matter, the things that are ultimately leading to you getting paid your commission. That's what matters. Number six, find a great mentor. This is so important and I can't tell you the impact that finding a great mentor had on my career personally. I remember when I first started selling, I was running a small business and so as a business owner, I didn't have a natural mentor for sales. And so I was reading as many books as I could. We didn't have, of course, YouTube at the time, but we had other ways to try to learn, uh, listening to tapes and listening to CDs. Ultimately, I really feel like I kept hitting this roof because I just didn't have someone to push me to tell me this is exactly what you need to be doing. And so once I found a great mentor is when my selling completely transformed. Finding that great mentor is so important. Now this may be someone that you have access to in your professional life right now. But it's not just finding any mentor, but finding a great mentor, someone who you look at and you say, I want to be where they are. I want to do what they have done. Not someone who's kind of a stepping stone along the way, but someone who's really where you want to be ultimately. Maybe take some time to find that person, but as an intermediate, as someone who's in the middle, you want to identify who that person is and don't just take, 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 but offer them any help that they need. Hey, is there anything that I can be doing for you? Is there any way, I mean, geez, carry their briefcase to meetings. It doesn't matter if it gives you the opportunity to really be mentored, to observe what they're doing, to model what they're doing, great. Seriously, if it means getting them coffee in the morning, get that mentor, someone who can really take you under their wing and can teach you a process. And by the way, maybe it's not someone that you have direct access to face to face. You know, I mentor a lot of salespeople as well. We have people in our forum who find mentors uh, through other people in our programs and that's fine. But make sure you find that mentor, learn everything you can, ask them tons of questions and provide value in that relationship so they don't feel like you're just taking, but instead you're doing things that are making them feel appreciated. And also that you're implementing what they say to implement. Because I can't tell you how frustrating it is for me to be mentoring someone and then they don't actually implement what we talk about. Really frustrating, don't let that happen. Number seven keep learning. You know, at the end of the day, learning is a process that goes on forever. I am constantly learning, honing in my craft, and I'm constantly getting new ideas from new data, from new books, new experts, just watching a top performing salesperson in a new industry. I'm always getting ideas and that's what we all have to be doing. We never want to get to the point where we're saying, I don't need to learn anymore. That's when you start to see people go into decline in their career. Be willing to just keep learning, be a lifetime learner. And what you'll find is that by constantly wanting to learn, you're just getting these new little ideas, these new nuggets 
that when you put them into the mix of what you're doing, it's unbelievable the impact that that can have on your ultimately improving with your sales. Keep on learning, keep sharpening that saw, and what you're going to see is that even when you become that true top performer in your eyes, there's still going to be so much learning from there. Because just becoming a top performer doesn't mean that you've achieved it and there's no going up from there. Of course there's going up, there's different levels of top performance. So keep on learning, keep on sharpening that saw, and never ever stop the process of learning. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.